What did you just do? You're like, boom, boom. Did you oh, hit I something? I set my beer down with authority. Oh, okay. Like a man sets his beer down. No koozie to cushion that noise. Welcome, everybody, to the R&R CatCast, a fan-based podcast focusing on Montana State athletics. We're two dudes named Ryan from the state of Washington talking about our dear Montana State. We hope you enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to the R&R CatCast. This is Ryan, joined by my co-host, Ryan. How are you doing, Thorny? Fantastic, Ryan. You? Not bad. We're going to talk a little spring football tonight. What do you think about that? I think that sounds awesome. As much as I love, I enjoy doing our basketball episodes, football is where it's at. That's my passion, and I'm excited to talk about it again. We got nine full practices we can really sink our teeth into. Nine practices for the Bobcats with nine lives? It all adds up. It makes no sense. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> sense, right? Perfect sense. Yes. So what are we drinking tonight, Thorny? I have a vanilla porter from Breckenridge Brewery, which is in Colorado, I believe. Uh, my wife just randomly picked it up for me. She thought I'd like it. I don't typically, like I haven't found a vanilla porter I really like, but this one's actually pretty good. She enjoyed it quite a bit. What's the, uh, what's the brewery called? Breckenridge. Just Breckenridge. Yeah. All right. Which is a street I used to live on in Helena. Interesting. For all my Helena listeners, Breckenridge. I well, I can I can still hear it every time you sit it down, so you'd be a little bit nicer. Okay. I could hey. Hey now. Hey now. So I'm <laughs> drinking it was called the Corner Coast from No Library here in Spokane. It's a Pacific Northwest ale. It's really low alcohol. It's like a four point eight percent alcohol. It's pretty good. It's hoppy. You wouldn't like it, so No. But it's good. My wife picked it up. It's one of the better ones she has you know, put in the grocery cart here in a while. So I'm going to give her some props on that. We both have so much in common. Our wife's gives us beer. That's just <laughs> another thing to add to the list of similarities. Well, my <laughs> wife does most of the grocery shopping. So it is kind of at the mercy of her when it comes to that. Or else I, I have to like go out specifically and be like, okay, I need to go buy beer. And so, which I do, but not as much as like, honey, what did you what did you get kind of deal? So, <laughs> Oh, I, I do all the grocery shopping. It, when my wife goes, it comes back with a random smattering of stuff and half of it is sweets. So it's, <laughs> I, I'm in control of that. Oh man. My wife was uh, tonight uh, before we started this podcast, she was like, so do you want a, what was it? Like a chocolate covered almond with sea salt. I was like, well, yeah, I would, I would like one of those. And so she like tossed me one. I was like, oh my gosh, they're so good. And so I ended up like, grabbing a handful before I <laughs> jetting off up here to come do this podcast before we started. If that story ended with you eating one chocolate almond, I was going to really have a lower opinion. Of oh no. Mini, but mini, good, multiple. Good, good. Yes. That's how it should be. You can't just have one snack like that. No, no. Anyways, we're getting off topic as normal. Hey, let's talk, this is the, let's this talk is the intro. Ball. That's what we do. We just talk BS for a few minutes. <laughs> and then we cut ourselves off when we ramble too far. All right. Well, let me kind of like just run down what we think about some spring ball like this episode. So we're going to give our general thoughts on spring ball. Um, as a whole. Yeah, as a the whole. The concept of spring ball. 
we will that won't take very long. We will talk about what we like, what we don't like, and then we're gonna end the podcast with like kind of what the next steps for the Bobcats might be. Some thoughts on going into fall practice as well, maybe summer practice, fall practice, and um, uh, that that big question of you know have we had our defining moment? Are we taking the next steps? So that's kind of the layout for the podcast. What okay, about that? sounds great. Do it. All right. So for spring football, we had nine practices uh, in the worst of weather in Bozeman, Montana. I don't know if you were keeping track of <laughs> the weather was... in Bozeman lately. <laughs> it's been horrible in Montana in general. It's just been horrible. So <laughs> Not surprising. I, I don't know the specific number, but I do know that uh, they had I mean, a handful of those practices inside. I mean, you would... So on like Tuesdays, well, most of our listeners would know this, but uh, their Instagram feed is the Bobcat practice, the football practice, you know? So they have, they have some sort of football player on the team go around with the camera and then, and they're, they're snapping photos and, you know, uploading stories. And it's all this, it's all these, uh, you know, little clips of the guys doing the drills and it just looks, you know, ultra boring, honestly. And it's just like, there's nothing spring about it. <laughs> they're in the brick breeding running drills and then when they do get to go out to the stadium it's just like an ice shield out there i mean it looks like you're looking at uh, you know some sort of doomsday field with like piles of snow everywhere and just you know guys just slipping and <laughs> it's, it looks miserable so i can yeah. tell why jeff choke doesn't like spring practice for one you know i mean the weather is just horrible this year do you think his opinion would improve if he had that indoor practice facility Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, I think he should have used that that spring as uh, the crappy weather as just like a springboard for just lobbying for that. I'm sure he has, you know. I'm sure he's talking to the right people uh, daily about about this. You know, it's interesting to me. I, I think we should talk just slightly about this. I think I wonder how far they are, you know, because you know when you hear Leon talk. He's like, yeah, we're really close. And I remember Choate saying somewhere along the line this year, he's like, you know, we need to get a shovel in the, in the ground by this summer, you know, to make some progress to show our recruits that, you know, this is happening. So I've been wondering about that. About the progress? Yeah, like where are we at, you know, with the fundraising and whatnot? I know we're close, but what does close get us? I don't point. know. And and I forget what we are close to. We're close to, I think it's a $16 million goal, but what is that goal for? Is it, uh, it's a new student athlete complex, right? I think it mostly has to do with the stadium, the, moving the football team uh, to the north end, end zone over there and, you know, yeah, building, like, building some sort of structure over there. So, yeah. And I want to say it's, yeah, and then they're like going to remodel where the football offices were and turn it into a more general athlete thing. I don't remember exactly, but that's what the this phase is, right? It's just to do with student athlete centers. Yeah, for so, sure. So if we're not even there and we've been going this long for that, you know, we can't be very close to a practice facility whatsoever. <laughs> it just it's a head scratcher, you know. Montana State with all its resources yet still lacks in the the sports world for some reason you know it just i don't know it just always baffles me so 
it's yeah you, you see other programs throughout the country even the big sky get some big stuff done and it's just like why why can't we we have like the second best attendance in the conference like top five or whatever country nationally used every year we have a big base a lot of support why can't we get things done yeah it's a total head scratcher man so it takes people more um well off than i am to yeah. make it make a dent in that <laughs> hey so. i put like uh i think it was 50 bucks towards the stadium renovation project after after the link was posted <laughs> did you get like a, did you get like a brick with your name on it or something uh i may have gotten an email i don't remember that's oh, about it you know what we need to do if they do one of those like bricks we need to get one with the r&r cat cast <laughs> there we go <laughs> make it gold gold brick please well um, let's let's link back to like jeff choach's thoughts on spring football you know he i get hates the, it oh man yeah i get the feeling he feels a little snake bit about spring football and he, rightfully so you know he's had some significant injuries happen in spring football i believe jabari johnson last year was that spring football you know yes jacob hadley you know who would still <laughs> I mean, it's still resonating today for that kid. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, some major players. I mean, and just circumstantial, you know, all of it for sure. But uh, I was know it, he's... Was it his first year where we lost, like, every defensive end we had on the roster? <laughs> yeah. or that, And that happened through fall camp, too. I guess, yeah, that, that had to have been fall camp. He, his first year, was he? Did he have a spring? Time yeah. When he was hired. Yeah, he was hired he, in he had January. Have, yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, you know what? Just... Like you know, for for Choto, so now he's in year four. So the progression of the culture, like you, you have to use spring football his first two years to, you know, establish your culture, build uh, the competition, and, and do it his way. Now that they're in year four, I kind of get it. You know, I mean, he was just like he was just. Plum happy after the Sunny Hall game. He's like, yep, nine practices. We got out healthy. I'm good to go. And that's largely because, you know, they know who's coming back. They got nine out of 11 offensive starters coming back. They got eight out of 11 defensive starters coming back. And so they're mainly just giving young guys, you know, filling out the roster, you know, some some time. They're probably just seeing who, you know, is going to show some flashes. But then again, it's like spring ball. So I think they're going to pay. Um, I think they'll get way more gains over the summer, you know, but that's time off from the coaches. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like, you know, I think Jeff said, he's like, you know, if we could take these practices away from spring and then put them back, you know, allocate them to the fall schedule, he'd be in favor of that. I agree with most everything you just said, and, I'm, and I assume with most of Choate's thoughts, but what happens when you – have the most important position on the field not decided and you're deciding between two guys who don't have hardly any experience between them and you're not even getting them any reps because you had a short spring practice and a really trolled scrimmage. <laughs> How are they supposed to ever get any better if all they do is seven on seven? <laughs> yeah. So, so we're going to talk about the QB right now, huh? I mean that, that we don't have is... to. I'm just, I'm just we're talking about spring ball, and I I don't I. Your point was that like once you kind of get to what you know what you have, you don't need as many practices. But 
our case, we the biggest position in football, we don't know what we have yet. So how do we I, I don't know. I all, I'm wondering I'm half wondering if we left it a little bit light on the quarterback battle because Joe wants to see what Murray can do in the fall if he gets back. If he kind of left it open, left the door open a little bit for Murray. What are your thoughts on that? So my thoughts on that are twofold. I'll, I'm going to address the, the Murray part on the second. I do think we don't know as much as we know. And what I mean by that is I think my guess is that the person, whether it's Rovig, I think it's probably Rovig, has been anointed. And they are the man. And I don't think that's been put out to public, but I'm, I think that's probably known within the locker room. I think that's probably been a conversation with the team uh, going into spring ball. We all know last year uh, Rovig was the guy who was running the summer camp. The player ran uh, player run uh, practices. Imagine he's going to be the same guy going this this year. I I don't feel like it has anything to do with Chris Murray. Uh, I think. <laughs> I know this is going to be a good topic of conversation, but I think if we go back to the Chris Murray thing, we're just going to be, again, handcuffed or held captive by the Chris Murray thing again. And then I, I don't feel like that's the progression of Bobcat football right now. And I think let's save that for a little bit uh, when we talk about the next steps later on in the podcast. But uh, I, I don't feel like that's part of it. I think Rovick's the guy. I think he knows it. I think Choke knows it. And uh, I just don't feel like he's choosing to tell us. Well, your theory might hold some water. That might explain partly why Murray didn't take any snaps at the last scrimmage. Um, I never really heard why he didn't. Did you? Just maybe assumption was like grades or he's working on grades or something like that. But, you know, maybe if they made a decision like, hey, Murray, you're not going to be a part of the QB battle. I'm going to trot you out there at quarterback for the second scrimmage. Maybe that's part (laughs) of it as well. I don't know. Well, you know, it just it kind of all just goes back to I don't know, Chris Murray was I don't think he was going to get any reps in the game because I don't think Choate was going to let him get any reps in the game <laughs> on the Sunny Hollow game. I don't think he wanted to. They know what Chris Murray can do, right? And yeah. so it, in in that way like you you know what you have in Chris Murray. So why why take that time to trot him out there but um well they did in the first scrimmage yeah yeah and when he did, did when he did, maybe just to see if he still counts. had it <laughs> and he does he does but again we just gonna talk about like he's just you know he's magician running the option but his passing abilities and we still don't know don't <laughs> i know hate that. talking about that uh i hate talking about the quarterback situation just I feel like it's all Bobcat football has turned into is who's the quarterback. And maybe that's just manufactured by the media and idiot podcasters like ourselves just sitting there talking about the quarterback battle. And like you said, maybe there is no quarterback battle. Choate's made his decision. And that's kind of what it was last year. He made his decision and everyone just kept talking about it, talking about it, but Choate didn't care. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it's just a bunch of, gibberish that we're just talking about but it's i I get tired of talking i just feel like you have to talk about it because i never feel like it's solid never been solidified because choke never comes out and says he's my guy he's my starter 
So he leave, leaves the entire thing open to interpret and conjecture and rumors and so on. Yeah, I mean, when he decided on Troy Anderson last year, he did not wave from that. And <laughs> it was well cataloged through the whole year about the frustrations of Troy. But you know what? It worked out in the end. We got to the playoffs, and we're not winning that Cat game without Troy Anderson back there. But what, what made Troy Anderson the quarterback that he wanted to go with? Leadership, intangibles, team believed in them. We've all heard. We've all heard it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, when you're looking at the QB, you know, I think what Choate's probably going to look at this spring is he's not going to look at completions. He's not going to look at, uh, you know, all the statistical things that you can see. You're going to look for the guy who walks into the huddle, who has the command of his teammate, the the QB who makes the players around him better. That's the guy you want to go with. And whether that's Rovig, Bowman, Beltran, Troy Anderson, whatever that is, you go with that. And I, I'm a firm believer in that because hey, I think that's what it came down to last year and it paid dividends for us. Did you just throw Troy Anderson's name back into the quarterback room, you crazy maniac? <laughs> I did. I did, and I hate it. <laughs> Shame on me. No, no. I'm, I'm the one who's supposed to interject Troy all over the place, not you. And plus, it's not going to It better not no. happen. There'll be a meltdown of epic proportions everywhere if Troy goes back to quarterback. <laughs> and then he'll win all the games we'll make the playoffs. Yeah, Troy does go back into the quarterback. Yeah, we're like eight and two or yep. eight and three, whatever we're doing. So I think we got 12 games, right? Just a sidebar. This is a 12 games. I don't know. Is it? I think so. You know what? What? What we don't, who we don't play that surprises me? Eastern. Eastern. We don't play Eastern this year. Yeah, we kind of stopped making them our constant out of conference schedule for some reason. I hate Eastern. No. I live in it, man. Yeah, it's a it's a twelve game season. Sorry, I was counting. <laughs> All right. So let's wrap up wrap up our thoughts on this uh the spring ball. So what did you like about spring ball? Nothing really. Not gonna lie, I feel like really? the only news that came out was uh bad news. Players no longer on the team or currently not on the team. I heard a lot of currently not on the teams, not on the roster. Like, well, what does that mean? Are they coming back? Uh, we didn't get the quarterback situation solved. I don't feel like we heard a whole bunch of names flashing. But I guess you heard a whole bunch of guys like improved uh, in terms of like weight and weight and strength training and all that good stuff. But I don't know. It just didn't feel like there's a whole lot of newsworthy nuggets to come out of spring ball like nothing groundbreaking nothing the usual stuff bigger stronger faster about it well that that's a big thing and that's exactly what i liked about spring ball it's like i saw the swx coverage on the sunny hollow game and damn we are bigger we are faster and we are stronger i mean i'm looking at guys like oh like uh nolan askelson comes to mind i guess just yoked uh Kevin Cassis, I heard you oh texting me about Cassis. Yeah, Cassis just looks like, I mean, his arms are just ginormous. Like, they're bigger than Troy's. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I mean, just the transformation of Cassis year to year to year physically has been just noticeable. I mean, the guy just, been looks, impressive. just looks super strong. Um, Another guy that 
popped to me was Travis Johnson. He looked like he put on some weight, but just like like the guys who put on weight just seemed to be it didn't look like they were putting on bad weight. He seemed just like thicker and like leaner, maybe. And just just like that the whole nutrition program is definitely paying dividends. One guy, I mean, they they showed Sturk. I I almost fell out of my chair. Like Sturk just looks unreal to me. Just absolutely unreal. He's just a specimen to behold. He heck, he already was. Like I remember seeing pictures Oof. of him last year, like in without pads on, like the little Under Armour shirts or whatever. I'm like, holy shit! Like this is this is what guys in like Power Five FBS conference look like. <laughs> oh man, it just he just looks like a man among boys. I mean, he just makes he just looks like just different athlete. Is he bigger from, than he was last year? Because he was yes, what two two sixty two sixty five somewhere in that range. Oh man, he's just yes, he is bigger. He's he's clearly bigger. Oh, so like that's that's the only thing that spring ball showed me was we are definitely more bigger. Uh, we've gained size. Uh, we seem quicker. We seem to have more depth too. You know, specifically, I know we talked a lot about the linebackers last year. We're showing flashes in the linebacker spots and. I'm feeling good about her defense. I liked Kane Ion's defense. Um, that is something that did stand out to me. We were showing different uh, pressures. And granted, this is all spring ball, so we're not going to show much. But, um, yeah, I, I think we'll be – I actually think we'll be better on defense this year. And I don't mean to say I'm not excited to hear that the guys are looking bigger, stronger, faster. But I'm just saying show me a program in the country that doesn't have bigger, stronger, or faster from last year. That's just like everybody's bigger than they were last. That's what happened. <laughs> so right, I'm just saying like right. that's it's not outside the normal what you'd expect to hear in spring ball. I'm excited for it. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like that's every program in the country everyone's talking about. So nothing like no new surprises, no new names. Like this guy really flashed. Was there anything of that sort? Can you really recall? Like like I didn't. I heard some guys kind of progressed. Like Askelson was another was one I heard a lot about. Uh, sounds like Callahan O'Reilly had a pretty good spring, from what I understand too. Like he might be pushing for some time. Tating Gilman, like I was, I'm excited for our linebacking. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amandre Williams, uh, I guess that would be one exciting news. I've heard quite a bit of good things from his spring ball. So, can you imagine? Yeah. So, can you imagine our front if we have? Four guys down, and that is Bryce Sturck playing on the inside with Amandre Williams on the outside. And then we have Derek Marks there, and who would be our who would be the fourth guy down? Gosh, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I can't recall the name, but I know, um, I, gosh, who would that be? Chase Benson, probably. Yeah, Chase Benson. I mean, that's just a scary front right there. That's, I mean, Sturck's going to be... Sturk's going to be moving to the inside. He's got that much size, and he's just going to be able to dominate his one-on-ones for sure. Chase uh, Benson's kind of a guy who has that just, like, ridiculous, like, frame and body that you just, like, guys just built like a brick. Mm-hmm. He's another one of those guys, too. He just hasn't really had his skill level kind of catch up to his, his just what he used in high school just to overpower people with his little strength. But I think he's really coming along. I think he's going to be solid on the inside but yeah that package you were just describing that is a pass rush uh, no one's gonna stand a chance on that to sign the ball as a quarterback holy cow i know 
Marks so is no slouch. Like Marks would be oh, starting no. on other big big guy teams. He would have been last year. Yeah, she's he's such a, a good, good player. Solid, yeah, such a solid player. Such a yeah, solid he, player. He's had a really decent, like, good, quiet career, and I'm hoping that he gets, you know, now he's not behind Tyrone Falanono, that he's going to have a kind of a breakout. He's a senior, right? Like a senior year? Mm-hmm. This is his senior year. Did you get a chance to see Level Price Jr.? I heard good things about him, too. Yep. And uh, one of the Gibson twins was really flashing on... Um, on on the Sunny Hollow game too, so and that's because a bunch of guys are gone in the cornerback room right now. Yeah, so that kind of moves me into the what I don't like about spring football. That's one of the things is our secondary seems a little bit depleted. I didn't see Jalen Cole, um, not on the roster. Coulter, yeah, Coulter said uh, he was uh, still kind of battling some injury things from the Grizz game. Apparently, he had like a neck injury or a head injury or some something of that sort and uh that's that's troublesome um yeah. i didn't see tyrell thomas uh or maybe i did uh, no i think he was the same thing i think he's still kind of nursing something yeah so but i think I just seen, uh did Coulter say that jason jalen cole's not like not even on with the team right now it's so bad he's not even anticipating i think he's with the team uh and by all accounts i saw him like on, like you know on the Instagram feed and whatnot, but uh, I think he, I think he was at the Sunny Hall in the scrimmage. I think he was in, you know, street clothes and whatnot. But uh, he definitely wasn't dressed out. So yeah, it's concerning. Like we just we seem to have bad luck with that. Like guys get hurt and then they stay hurt and then they retire. Yeah, because they're Hopefully just like, never able to come back from it. We're not going to speak any of that towards Jalen Cole. I think he probably will come back, but uh, his timeline has, you know, you got to be kind of careful on those. So I don't know what his timeline is, but man, and we don't know much. So we're just all conjecturing on this point. So, and then uh, what Filer was at least out of the spring game too, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. The other, yeah, Gibson, and, and the other Gibson twins, like not even with the team right now. I've, I've heard some disciplinary things from that. Yeah, and so he could come back. He could come back, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, holy cow! Like, we're we're down like four guys for our spring game. <laughs> yeah, we're starters for like potential, or at least uh, three. Yeah, like a uh, Thomas Cole and Filer. It's like our starting trio, right? Possibly Damian Washington, notwithstanding. No, he played. I saw him in in the spring game. Good. So I was impressed. Uh, just a little, one more thing on, on those defensive backs. I was impressed with uh, Gibson. I think it was Tyree that was playing. I think it's Tyrese that might be out. I might be wrong on that. I think However, you're right because I'm looking at the roster right now and I only see Tyree. I do not. See. Okay. So the thing that I was impressed by was just his length and fluidity. He kind of reminded me of a young Joey Thomas. I mean, he has that body type that. Remember how Joey was like long and lean mm -hmm. and it just like he had just good hips in and he would just be able to cover so well. Like that seemed like that kind of body type that I remember Joey Thomas having. So I was, I don't know if I was just excited by that or because we've had such short corners for so we, long. We have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like all over, even like all over all, like I think the tallest guy we had was Flowers, who was like 5'10". Everyone else has been like five nine, five eight. I feel like, for a while now. I guess Damon yeah. Washington and Filer. 
So yeah, we, we've gotten a lot bigger. So yeah, your your point is that like, yeah, we see some bigger defensive back. Right on. And the only other thing that stood out to me, like kind of as a negative, besides just the weather, because it was such a such a shitty day in Bozeman, was uh, Willie Patterson. Man, that kid needs to catch the ball. I don't like calling out players most of the time, but man, <laughs> it seemed like he dropped the ball quite a bit. So he struggled a little bit with that last year too. So I mean, the guy has got such athleticism and flashes so well and runs good routes and gets open catches when he catches the ball, it can make some moves, but yeah, he's got to really got to hold on to it. He wants to take that step be, you know, a really productive. Yeah. He's not used to having anyone throwing the ball. None of our receivers are. <laughs> <laughs> I know we got, we got to get that. To, we got to get that change. So we, I just, I don't, let's not talk about that, but, um, so, Thorny, what's the next steps for, for the Cats? I think really, like, the obvious answer would be quarterback, but I think really if our defense takes another step, becomes more of a shutdown defense rather than a the bend but don't break or, you know, re- just really putting pressure on teams, make forcing more turnovers. We really turned a corner last year in turnovers because what mm-hmm. we went – we went a long time without any sort of fumble recovery, was it? Did I, we got halfway through the season without recovering a fumble, I think it was. Yeah. Was, there was only like was one weird. other team in the, in the entire FCS who had not recovered a fumble mm-hmm. <laughs> at one point. But then all of a sudden, we would just like went on fire. That's, wh- that's when we started winning games. It was defense that won us all those games, creating turnovers. I mean, culminating in Cat Grizz, two turnovers forced in that game, two fumbles. Or mm-hmm. if there, I can't remember, was there an interception? But the uh, point is like, I expect better things. Um, I hope, you know, Kay Nyon brings the expertise that he learned at Washington and comes and applies it and really takes that defensive scheme and takes it to the next level. And I think if that improves with a really talented offensive line, they're not going to ask a whole lot out of our quarterbacks to be able to win us football game. That's going to make it a lot easier for a quarterback to transition. So I think really that's my first thing I would say needs to take the next step is the defense, just in general. The linebacker play in particular. Okay. How about you? Well, I think we need to win games that we're underdogs in. And those would be like the Weaver State games, you know, the Eastern Washington game. I know we're not going to play them, but those type of moments. I mean, Choate has proven to be the man in the CAC is, and we keep talking about last year, we always talked about, you know, we were waiting for a defining moment. Like when's Choate's team's going to show up when, when it's tough and they, and they overcome adversity and not just in the CAC but in a different type of atmosphere where it's the energy is not necessarily through the roof. Like, like last year we lost Weaver state, um, Idaho state, those just clutch games, you know, Eastern Washington comes to mind. You know, if we would have won any one of those three games, I would have considered that like getting over the hump kind of a defining moment for the program that would have changed maybe the arc of the trajectory of our team. Now, we got some momentum in November, and that's that's a big thing. So I do feel like we took steps in November, but October was rough for us last year. And so yep. for me, for me, what is it that we need to do to take the next steps? We need to win 
some of those those games that you know the powers of the big sky. We need to compete and win some of those games. And then, would you, would you classify the Western Illinois game from last year as that kind of win? Because I think we were underdogs. Um, now Western didn't turn out to be a very good football team in the end, but at the time, I think they were ranked higher than us. They were coming no, off a, play, a playoff. Season. They were a playoff team last. Year. No, I, I don't think I would. I would. I would classify that. I think it just needs to. I mean, it literally. I don't know why it's stuck in my head, but it's like Weaver and it's like Eastern. Like we need to beat one of those teams next year, and we're not going to play Eastern, so we need to beat Weaver next we're year. Not playing, Weaver. we have. I was looking at our schedule, and you're talking about needing that kind of upset. I don't even know who we have the opportunity against UC Davis, uh, and that's like literally it. Other than other than that, we play Simo, which is a good team. Western Illinois again, which is a good team, but again. The, are we not? We're probably going to be favored in both of those, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got Norfolk, NAU, Cal Poly, Sac State, North Dakota, Southern Utah, Northern Colorado, uh, UC Davis, and Montana. That is a pretty like we're going to be favored in almost every one of those games. Outside of Texas Tech, UC Davis, uh, maybe the Grizz, depending on how the Grizz season goes. Other than that, can you see any one of those teams being favored over us? As it stands now, no, I can't, and that's yeah. one of the the more easy schedules I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Montana play or Montana State. I don't want to call us Montana. It seems yeah. every year there's a team from the Big Sky that gets in the playoffs based solely on the fact that they didn't have to play the traditional powers in the Big Sky, and almost always those teams make it to the playoffs and get just banged in the first round. And I'm not saying that's our fate, but if this is one of the first times I feel like we actually have one of the easier Big Sky schedule. We always play the Grizz, so there's always going to be that. But now we don't have to play Eastern. We're not playing Weber. We're not playing Idaho State. We're not playing the, uh, the up-and-coming teams right now, except for you know Davis. And it remains to be seen if Davis is here to stay. I think they are. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But, yeah, Davis is probably the only first time all – Next year, where we're going to be true underdog, Texas Tech notwithstanding. So I believe it was Coulter who talked about Bobby Houck's philosophy of um, scheduling. Do you remember, like, just kind of complaining in general how the Grizz would play such a conference uh, schedule or pre-conference schedule? You remember those days? They would just play like... Uh, well, they would just play like these cupcake teams, you know. Well, yeah, they they play a lot of D two teams, but we did that yeah. well before show too every year. Ash and Kramer made a living on Adam states of the world. Well, my point being was, Coulter talked about how Bobby would say, like, you know, we played those teams because once our team gained momentum, you weren't going to beat us, and so they would start to build this momentum throughout the season. You know, string three or four or five wins in a row, and all of a sudden you're just you're just rolling, and that could be the Bobcats this year. Uh, in every season, Choate has played so far, or coached this so far. You've had a really tough schedule. <laughs> I mean, I mean, big games. We don't have a South Dakota State on 
on the docket this year. We don't have a Eastern. We don't have a Weaver. I mean, those are all huge games. No, every yeah. year we seem to have multiple top 10 teams. And in some years, multiple top five teams. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. You know, one 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 team I wish we could have uh, scheduled again would be Kennesaw. I, I thought that was such a, a fun game. I mean, frustrating for sure. But uh, what an interesting matchup. And, and they've proved to be such a solid team still. So I, I hate I, option teams. I just I hate watching option scenes cut down all of our defenders. <laughs> it just trace me. Yeah, I mean, that happened to us this year at Cal Poly. They scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, and we almost lost. We Remember almost that? lost that game. I, I, we, if that game went another five minutes, we lose. We were, yeah, we were getting steamrolled. Jenkins and Prothro, <laughs> man, and they were just, just tearing us apart back there. Mm, we oh had nothing gosh. left. I don't, I know we started subbing guys out, and then we, those, uh, subbed, subbed them back in because, uh, <laughs> couldn't, oh, oh, shit, gonna lose. Yeah, we yeah, don't want to tackle those guys anymore. So I don't want to tackle Joe Prother either. He's a 35-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to wrap this up, I think uh, another thought I had is, it just to kind of echo yours, I believe, is Choate needs to solidify his court. Um, we need to decide on what kind of route we're going. If we're going to go with Chris Murray, let's just go with Chris Murray and let's get that over and grieve that process <laughs> and then move on. Um, but if we're really wasting Tucker Rovick's time and Casey Bauman's time if we're going to do that. And I just don't feel like that's, I don't feel like that's what we're doing. I, I, I fully believe that we really want to go with Rovick and a, a more traditional guy who can, you know, make plays down the field, press it down the field. We need to develop some sort of mid-level passing game because there was zero of that in the Sunny Hall game. I don't know if that was by design. I'm interested to see in what Matt Miller can dial up for us this year. I think a lot of that was the wind. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It just looked horrible. I'm sitting here like in my warm couch downstairs. I was just like, ah, man, I would not want to be there. So, but yeah, that just looked so shitty out there. But the quarterback. That's the linchpin, man. What are we going to do there? Are we going to start Troy Anderson again? No. Is that a possibility? Nope. Uh. Troy, Troy, that's another, uh, going back to the no news from the spring, Troy Anderson didn't even get to play. So that was like the big thing is like, how is he going to look at quarterback? Well, who knows? Going to have to wait to find out the verdict on that one. Everyone just assumes, did I say quarterback? I'm a linebacker. Uh, everyone just assumes he's going to be this stud linebacker, but he really hasn't played the position. And now he's like going into his third year, playing all over the place, not playing much linebacker. So it'll be interesting to see if he can actually uh, productive. And if he if he can be, is it going to be right away, or is it going to take him some? So that's just another kind of disappointing thing. Bring is we didn't get to see Troy. Period. You know, I think he had shoulder shoulder surgery. He did. Which is fair, like understandable. I'm just, we finally, I think most of the fans finally got what they wanted to see him come back to the linebacker and then no one got to see him play. Yeah, exactly. Wah, wah. So. Well, I'm sure they're going to make some gains over summer and I'm excited to see what they do. Yep, I'm pretty pretty excited to see what happens that transpires beginning of fall camp, see what guys are back, see any defections or anything like that if anybody enters the transfer portal it's always 
it's gonna be more and more of a wild ride i think transfer portal coming up but uh can't wait for fall camp to start <laughs> you and i are gonna go to a game this year aren't we heck yeah we are i don't know what game yet but yeah we're gonna we are a-okay to go we got the green light from the, yep. those in charge of the separate household <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to have to do that. some sort of like live, live edition to the R&R cat cast that day. That'd be fun. Live edition from spectators. And then we drunk walk all the way down to the R bar and just podcast the whole thing. What do you think? That is a long walk. My that is friend. a long walk. <laughs> that is a long <laughs> walk. Probably got to reverse it. I imagine. Smart way. We'll, we'll call Danny Sprinkle up and we'll have him give us a ride. How about that? Yeah. The, see if he gets us a donut. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to be walking around the tailgates giving out donuts. That's like his gig. <laughs> Man, you will, win a, you will win a lot of friends and donuts. Did you see Did you see in his press conference where he told uh, Leon and uh, Quadet, he was like, yep, I'm going to go to visit the sororities and fraternities. But not I at did. night. But not at night. You know, <laughs> he comes in and goes, you realize what he said. <laughs> and he's like, but not at night. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a smart thing that's trying to get anyone involved. Oh, oh I yeah. think it's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. So I'm excited right, for buddy. him. Complete tangent, but I'm excited. Pretty cool. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit later. Let's maybe roll. I don't know. Maybe if we want to do another bot cat thing on sprinkle, we could do that. But uh, let's we not talk about that. We could sprinkle one in. Hey, oh. <laughs> All right, and buddy. With, and well, with that, I'm going to leave while I'm not on top. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> we won't have any football news. This might be our last podcast before uh, fall camp. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. We'll see. All right, buddy. Well, with that, this is sign off with the Go Cat. Go Cat. Go Cat.